0: Lord, we thank you for Jenny. We thank you for the way she's shared in this family over so many years. Thank you for the difference she's made by your grace in so many people's lives. Lord, thank you for what you've blessed her with. Thank you for what you've taught her. And Lord, help us to receive from her now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Lovely. Thank you, Nigel. Morning, everyone. Good to see you all. As Nigel said... (coughs) I'll be sharing, I'm sharing some of my journey, some thoughts from my journey over the last decade plus a couple of years, Um, and my prayer really is that what I share, even though it's about me, will actually bless you, okay? God's able to do that, isn't he? Uh, When we were in the office on uh, Friday afternoon, one of of the young people said, what are you preaching on on Sunday? (laughs) And I said, me. (laughs) And they went, really? (laughs) But of course, it's all about the Lord, really, isn't it? But it's my journey with the Lord. Uh, So let's start with the idea of um, thinking about the fact that, you know, some of our most amazing encounters with God, they do happen here on a Sunday morning, but you know what? They also happen in everyday life. And they happen as we're going about our daily lives, don't they? If you think about the disciples, what were they doing? They were busy fishing because they were fishermen. So they were busy on the Sea of Galilee going about their work. And Jesus came along and he called them. And it changed their life. You've then got the disciples later on in the story where they're walking down the Emmaus Road. And Jesus joins with them and he walks down the road with them. And again, it changed their lives because they had that encounter with him. I remember a number of years ago, there was. we, we had a, a, a lot of Godfrey Birtle songs that we sang together. And one of them was all about just one touch from the king changes everything. And it does, doesn't it? We have these encounters. So what happened for me just over 13 years ago... I was going about my daily business, Uh, it was an evening and I was driving through the middle of Croydon. Now some of you have heard this story many a time, but some of you, it will be new for you. So I'm driving through Croydon, I'm on the way to St. Andrew's School because that's where there was going to be a parents evening and that's where my children went to school. I'd been a teaching assistant for a number of years and I'd been looking for something different. And I hadn't got a clue where to look. So as I'm driving through Croydon, I'm talking to God, and I'm saying, God, you know me, and you know where my gifts and talents can best be used. And then I also said to him, Lord, you know what? I actually know that you can also open a door just like that. Do you know what? I got to that meeting, walked into the school hall where all the parents were gathering, who was also there. Nigel and Yvonne. (laughs) Because back in those days, we had Stevie and Lois who were in year seven. We got into a conversation. Within the conversation, Nigel said, well, no, he asked me, how's work going? I said, funny, you should ask me that. I'm actually in the process of looking for something different. And he invited me to come and be his assistant pastor here. Now, if I'd seen that advertisement, wouldn't even have looked at it. Wouldn't have thought, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, I had to check out with Nigel that actually it was a proper job because when he first asked me, <laughs> <laughs> not for the reasons you think, though. when he first said, would you come and be my assistant pastor, I said, oh, yeah, and you're going to pay me for it as well, are you? Because in my previous congregation, I'd done some pastoral work, but all on a voluntary basis. So he said, yes, it's a proper job. We're advertising. And that was the beginning of my journey of being here. And it was an interesting time just thinking, oh, could I come? You know, I thought, I can't be a church leader. You know, I never, ever in my wildest dreams thought about being a church leader. Never, ever. So it was like, whoa, this is completely different. I don't get this. This is not what I was thinking. It's not anything I could imagine. But I'm sharing that because that's what God is like. He does over and above anything we can imagine. Now, in that process that I was going through of thinking, should I come, shouldn't I come? We were happy in our previous church. We didn't want to leave our previous church. There was no reason for us to... One of the things I was really concerned about was my family. I had two teenage children at the time. And God said to me very clearly, He said, if it's right for you, it's right for all your family. Fast forward another year and a half down the line. We're here, we're getting on with things. But Josh is a teenager. He really doesn't want to come to church anymore. He's a bit bored. You know, does he have to come on a Sunday morning? And I said, yes. <laughs> but he liked the sound desk at the back of this hall. He liked the people that were running the sound desk at the back of this hall. He asked them, can I get involved? He was only 14 at the time, maybe 14, 15. He got involved in doing the sound desk. So I, as his mom, I was rejoicing, thinking, fantastic. He's coming to church early every morning. That's great. I mean, it's a mother's dream, isn't it? <laughs> hey, there's something else that's bringing him to ch- church. It's not just me trying to push him along or drag him along. And I know that many of you know this, but some of you might not know. My son now travels the world as a sound technician. Now, for me, that is way over and above anything I could have imagined. That by coming to this church, my son getting involved in the sound here, he now has a career from it. You know, and you just think, this is the God who loves us. This is the God who knows us. As Nigel was reading earlier, Psalm 139, he knows us. And he knows us better than we know ourselves. He knows He knows what we need even more than we do and i just think this is the god this is god the god who is faithful the god who sees the bigger picture um, i think it was sam's first preach here and i can't remember was it once we'd already employed him or was it before we employed him yeah okay so it was before before we, em- we employed sam he preached here and he talked about the bigger picture god having the bigger picture and he had a wonderful big picture of his wife up on the screen you remember and there was his little picture down in the corner and he was focused on the little picture just checking what he looked like (laughs) but i remember it sam and i remember it that god (laughs) god has the bigger picture in store so we never know do we we don't know what's around the corner we don't know what's going to come but he's got the bigger picture. <laughs> yes. Anybody wants to start doing the PA, do. Do, please. There's also that whole thing of, you know, God doesn't change, does he? Seasons of our lives change. So when I came, um, both Nigel and I had brown hair. Now look at us. Look what you've done to us. <laughs> We, at that time, we both had teenage children in school, as did many of us here. Many of you still do have teenage children in school. But seasons of life change. There were lots of things that I would have liked to have done in the early days here, and I couldn't because my commitment was to my children. I had dependent children at home, so I stayed at home. You know, there's families here. At the moment, your time is to be focused on your children, be at home. But it doesn't stop there. And so in the last few years, I've had the wonderful experience of visiting a number of different countries. I couldn't have done that before. But going back to those early days when I was first here, one of the things I said very clearly in my uh, job application was that I don't preach. I've not got a theology degree, and that's something they were, you, you were looking for. I said, I haven't got that. I haven't got that. <laughs> and I think one of the things that really made somebody laugh or question, even in my job application, I said, even if you offer me the position, I won't take it unless I know that I know that I know that it's of God. And they were like, does she even want to come here? <laughs> Well, praise God, he overrules, and I did come here, and I am so grateful that I came here because it has been an amazing journey. So apart from God having the bigger picture, his amazing faithfulness that he does over and above anything we can expect, what else have I learned along the way? One of the things, I don't know what you're like, what are your, what's your heart's desires? Do you know what the desires of your heart are. Now, I think probably i would known some desires. But some of the time, if you're like me, you don't actually know what those desires are. But you just go with the flow. And you think, okay, well, here I am. I'll go with the flow. And one of the things I discovered was that quite often what's in our heart is what God's planted there. So we might think it's a selfish desire, but actually it's something God's given us, and that's why it's there. And to illustrate that, our lovely friend Beryl, when Beryl was dying, there was a number of people very involved with her, a number of people going in and seeing her on a regular basis. I don't know why, but I had it in my heart, I really wanted to be with her when she died. And I thought that was a really selfish thing, that I was being really selfish, that I wanted to be with Beryl when she died. And I was. And I learned afterwards that the fact that I wanted to be there with her blessed other people. Other people were so glad that I'd been with her. Now, I, I didn't have that in my mind. I just thought I was being selfish. But actually, people have said to me, no, God planted that desire. So tune into your hearts. Go with the flow. And I remember when I came back from my sabbatical last year, I talked a lot about going with the flow. Um, And I do want to emphasize that today because when I started here, I didn't know how the heck to be a leader. I didn't know how to do things. I didn't know how the church worked, things like that. I didn't know. But I offered God myself. And I said, well, Lord, here I am. If you can use me, use me. And you know the scripture where it talks about even if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. It's not about having big faith. It's about having faith small as a mustard seed. And if you offer that to God, he will take it and he will use it. And he has taught me so much in these years. He's enabled me to be way more self aware. I know more about how a church runs. I think I've learned a thing or two <laughs> along the way. But I didn't know that when I started. And a lot of it, even in re- recent times, you know, it's not like you reach a point where you think, yep, yeah, that's it, I know it now. Actually, you don't. We're always learning. And our walk with God, it's a continual thing, isn't it? He's, he's not, f- I've often said, I praise God that he's not finished with us yet and that he promises to bring to completion that which he's begun in us. So offer what you've got. It might not be a lot, but offer it to him and he will use it. And he may challenge you in different ways. Where, where's he asking you to do things? But thinking about going with the flow, it's also about thinking, what energizes you? What do you actually like doing? Now, within any role, within any stage of life, any season of life, there's going to be things that we don't want to do. There's going to be things that we think, oh, do I have to do that? For me, it's admin. I hate admin. I don't like having to write things down and do the admin. And uh, it's noticeable. But you know what? There's always going to be things we don't want to do. But what is it that actually you think, actually, I can do that quite easily. And I've found that through this role, there's things that I can do quite easily. You know, I'm very happy welcoming people in, organizing stuff. I'm very happy doing that. It's not a big deal to me. And actually, that's part of who I am. So what are the things that you do easily? What are the things that you do naturally? Well, let God use those. Let him expand them. Let him develop them. And, and he works through them. Um, and I know not just from my time here, but certainly from before. Sorry, can you just open that for me, please? Um, <laughs> sometimes we need each other's help. Thank you. When was the last time you did something just for fun, just because you found it exhilarating and it really gave you a joy? Can you just think for a moment. When did you last do something just for the fun of it? <laughs> I'm, I'm glad there's some people here that can think of things, but I expect there's some of you who think, actually, I can't remember. When did I do something just for the fun of it? through my Christian life, I would say that so often I've tried to do the right things all the time. You know what? God made us, and he made us very good. And all around us, as we've already been hearing through words shared and through the things that we've been singing, God made all of creation. He made it really good, and he wants to enjoy it with us. And he wants us to have fun. So I'd say, do things for fun. Give yourselves permission to do things for fun. And I'm so glad there's this karaoke coming up. That's going to be fun. It's going to be such fun. And I just think it's really important to have fun and be energized by stuff. And that actually leads me on to something about It's not just what we do, is it? It's who we are. And we've already heard that today through things that it's not about doing stuff for God. It's being who God made us. And so as I have been myself in this place, God's used that. He's certainly blessed me tremendously. All of you have blessed me. And I hope that I've been a blessing to you too in the fact of me just being me. And so be yourselves. Be who God's made you. God's created. You're a fantastic group of people. You're fantastic. And so just be yourselves. Be yourselves. And God will work through you. So as we go through life, I can remember when I first became a mum, just that whole bit that Mary treasured things in her heart. Well, it's not just about motherhood at all, is it? It's life. There's, as we go through life, God gives us treasures and gems along the way. And I've got way more treasures in my heart and gems from my walk with all of you that I don't have time to share. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll be here way too long. But when you think about Jesus... What did he do? He did life with his disciples. He walked with them. He talked with them. Sometimes he verbally taught them. And sometimes he just said, come on, let's do this together. Let's do this together. And I feel like that's what my life's been like. It's just doing stuff with you. There's times I've been up front talking to you. But there's been some amazing intimate times of one-to-one meetings with people, being with people when they're in pain, being with people when they're rejoicing, seeing breakthrough, seeing God, God who is the healer, breakthrough into people's lives. Nobody else needs to know about that, but God knows it and God uses it. And I treasure these things. I really, really treasure these things. So I've got so many things in my heart. I have been so enriched by being here with you. Um, I was talking with Stevie briefly in the office the other day, just saying, oh, all the stories I could tell about you, Mad, when we used to make such a mess in here for good with the messy games on a Friday night, and the mess on the floor, and it would take us hours to clean up. But what fun. When we went away on youth weekends away, I learnt how to cater for groups of 30 plus. Mm. <laughs> you enjoyed it, didn't you? <laughs> you know, stories from Soul Survivor. Oh, we had some fun times at Soul Survivor. And I remember watching our young people worshiping God and doing amazing stuff and God doing amazing stuff in them. What about all the things that we've gone through together? We've gone through funerals, but we've also gone through weddings together, haven't we? We've put on conferences, which have been fulfillments of some people's heart's desires, and they've been amazing. We've welcomed babies into our midst. We've had, I've had three church weekends away since I've been here, because there was one almost as soon as I arrived. It was fantastic. And we've had two more since then as well. We've had special parties. Christmas meal at Here for Good. Do you remember the Christmas meal we put on for the homeless in Sydenham High Street for two years? I tell you, you wouldn't get away with it nowadays, health and safety. We were in the Here for Good kitchen, and we had pots on top of pots on top of pots, trying to keep all this food warm. And then we had people coming in from the street... Where they'd been uh, living out on the street, many of them were alcoholics, they struggled to digest the food. But they sat there and they ate it because they didn't want to waste it. We've had some wonderful times. Obviously, we've had the comedy nights. House groups. What precious times I've had in house groups. Sharing communion. I'm just thinking, Conrad, going into Pear Tree all those years ago to share communion with Macy, not knowing that was going to be her last communion service. And then out of that, we started going into Pear Tree on a monthly basis, never knowing which one was going to be the last one for some of those people that we shared communion with. Um, We had toddler groups, springs, Springs are here for good. Somebody walked past here for good. They thought that uh, we were a pushchair shop because there were so many pushchairs in the front of the shop, you know. And that's because we had so many people coming along to Springs and Rocking Horse at um, Malham as well. And then, of course, church lunches. I'm so glad we transformed the church lunches so it wasn't just bread and sausage rolls and pastries and cold (laughs) stuff. No! (laughs) Um, And and before they redid the dining room here, we were able to set it all out, didn't we? Had it as international. I got to wear my African gear, my African dresses that I've been blessed with. Um, So I'd encourage you. Try and do that again. Get some African dresses going. So. You would, you would. So I would like to say a huge, huge thank you. I can't thank you enough for letting me be here. And Nigel, you've always shown faith in me. And even when I've messed up, you have faith that I'll come through. And I really, really appreciate that. And so thank you. And you've let me, you've still let me hold the mic, (laughs) even when sometimes I've done things wrong. But I thank you for that. And I thank you for sticking with me and seeing me through a lot. And of course, I, I can't not say something about two and a half years ago. Obviously, <laughs> it's your fault that I'm here. <laughs> I am so, so grateful when I nearly lost my life to sepsis. And it was because you prayed. And you were there. And you came in every day, I think, even when I was out of it, completely zonked out. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the support that you gave to myself and all my family. I really, really appreciated it. And then the way that you looked after me when I came back as well. The people who came ra- well, when I was in recovery and all the meals that you brought to me, And then watching me and observing and making sure I didn't overdo it when I came back. I really, really, really appreciate it. And words are not enough to say how much I'm grateful for that. So you might say, your question might be, why am I leaving? Yeah, why am I leaving? I've got this wonderful family here, this wonderful place to be. What can I say? Why am I leaving? I love you all. I've Absolutely. It is the same reason I came. God brought me here. And the reason I'm leaving is because I believe that God is moving me on. I've been a, I haven't taken the decision lightly. I've considered it. I've pondered it. I've sought counsel on it. I've prayed with people about it. And every time I came back to God and said, Really? Should I? Every time he's confirmed it. And I had thought that maybe I would secure my next employment before I left this one. (laughs) But no, (laughs) that hasn't happened. And God really showed me last week. He just said, lay everything down. Just lay it all down. So that's what I'm doing. I'm laying it all down. And I believe that he's got something else in store for me. And he will continue to work in all of you. At the moment, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. (laughs) Even this morning, someone was saying, where are you going to go and worship? No idea. No idea. I haven't got the next stage. I just know that now's the time to say goodbye to all of you. That's next week. So I'm not going there now. But I just wanted to remind you, as we've already heard this morning, we can trust in the Lord. And one of the scriptures that I was actually given on my baptism, which was way before I came here, but it's continually come up, is from Psalm 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. So in my human mind, many ways, it doesn't make sense to leave. But I'm not trusting in my own human thinking, because that ain't good enough. I have to trust in God. And he will direct my paths, as he will direct yours. And I think it was a couple of years ago, I preached on Hebrews ten, twenty four to 25. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. Not neglecting to meet together, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Well, you're all encouragers. You don't need any qualification to be an encourager. Wherever you are, whoever you're with, you can encourage. You can build up other people. And I just encourage you (laughs) to do that. Be encouragers. Be intentional about meeting together meeting here on a Sunday, but also in small groups, in the house groups, in small groups. Spend time together. Be intentional about inviting God into those times. It's so often when we're, we have that intentional mindset of saying, Lord, this is for you, or Lord, come into this, he comes. And we're more, we're more aware of him when we intentionally think about him in the situation and it's not that he's not there at other times but if we are intentionally thinking about that then we will be more conscious of what he has to show us in it and obviously you're stronger together than you are alone um so i would like to finish by praying for you is that all right (laughs) so (laughs) so So I pray that some of what I've shared is things that you can take with you and will resonate for you. And you'll think, yeah, actually, I can do that. I can do that too. So I bless you, Forest Hill Community Church, in the name of Jesus. Let's pray. So yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you that you do know each one of us And as I so often pray, you know us inside out and outside in. But you really do. And you know the things that each one of us needs. And we thank you that you are the Lord, our provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. So, yes, Lord, I bless this wonderful congregation. Forest Hill Community Church, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you that you will continue to know God in your midst, that you will continue to enjoy God's presence amongst you, that you will continue to build good friendships and relationships one with another that your hearts and minds and spirits will be expanded to receive even more of God. That just as I've experienced God doing over and above anything I could have hoped for, that you will do that here, Lord, for each of these people, individually, but also corporately and all those who aren't here but are still represented but they're not actually here this morning we pray the same for them and Lord I thank you I thank you for walking walking life with us and I pray Lord that each person here that you Lord would enable them to be fully who they were made to be, that they will receive everything they need to know so that the fullness of life might be released into them and through them, moment by moment, day by day, week by week, month by month, and year by year. And I ask all of that in your precious name. Amen.